hello, good evening, and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, the technologically uh, advanced being that is Sir Michael Livesley, we have... My name's Dr. Matthew Sweet. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> That's a man who's uh, got all your attributes. He's, he... he's nicked all your interests. He has! What's he going has. on with this? I mean, I couldn't be more niche if you tried. I really couldn't. I mean, everything that I, you know, Crossroads and the Archers, and then suddenly you've got someone online who, I think I'll mention Crossroads and the Archers a lot. Except, except he'll get the Telegraph to pay him for it. He will. Something's Do you think he's nicking wrong. your shtick? I think he might be trying to touch it, yes. Ooh, ooh. Yes. Well, I mean, um, strong arm to the to the rescue. I mean, the, there are already a, a few notable <coughs> chaps around who are, are trying to nick your shtick, aren't there? Are there more than the one? Well, you told me. Well, no, you've provided documentary evidence to the fact that there's one um, doppelganger, the, oh. the chap who dresses like you. Now, and the, and the, and, ah, yes. now then, so yes. so let's just let's just clear up a couple of things first of all. Uh, yes. So to the boys and girls watching in visual this week, you may notice that if you were to look at this side of the screen, hello, where I am, it may appear that you're off your tits on LSD. Mm. I do apologise. I am desperately trying to get a, a camera set up that works, and this did. This was working absolutely fine. I tested it. I did a fake meeting before, had it recording and all that sort of thought that looks good. That you would come have been online. Good. Just talking to yourself. Essentially, yes. But the I, problem, Tony, is, is that's Rome. The, thing. the but, Rome uh, office won't listen. But then you see, because of my brain, the way it works, I was thinking, because I moved away from the chair and just left that for a while. And so I thought to myself, ah, if I should suddenly die. Mike can do a tribute where he just uses that and it's an empty chair and make him... What the fuck? Why do I think things like that? I don't know. I've got a brain like that, so I'll be sort of painting a wall or something and mm. thinking about who's going to paint over it when I'm dead. That sort of thing. Yeah, you ever, you'll be putting you a shelf put up things... and wondering how long it'll be there after you die. What is That's that it. brain? I don't know, but do you ever do th a thing like if you're doing wallpapering, which I very rarely do, mm. but but you'll write something behind there as a oh, message. I? For the... Oh, yes. Yes. Message well, I did. Um, I did a fireplace. I put. Um, long story. Mm. There was a cast iron fireplace in the front bedroom. I mm. put it back in because <clears throat> it was in the backyard. When I, no, I don't know. Anyway, I ended up. It was putting it back in, okay. and as I did it, I put a lump of wood around the back and sealed it. And I've got a photograph of it somewhere. And it was like I did this two thousand and eight. Signed me, great weed or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stoned when I did it. Brilliant. Um, and then fast forward about 15 years when I had to do something else that involved ripping said thing out. I, I spotted it on the back. And what I also did around the front, because I, I put a lump of wood, you know, where the actual damper you would have lifted and, and shut on the old cast fireplace was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in order, before black hammerite in it, in order for it to look good on the front, I got a piece of wool and sort of pritt stick the wool down in my initials elaborately. And then painted over it with black hammerite so it looked like uh, my initials were cast into the fire. Uh, I blame Tony Hart for that shit. But it is entirely down to him, isn't it? It's all, all blue pit. No, not blue pit. No, not for you. That. No, not no, for the no, likes of you. They wouldn't have done that on think, Magpie. I don't think Mick Robertson ever did that. No, they were quite common, weren't they? Because unlike Blue Peter, who would say, send us your Pepsi Max can and we will turn it into money for Mozambique, Magpie went, just give us the money. Just gives the money. Mix, gives the mix money. on the and, piss. And there was this thing where they would do a, a line of all the cash from out the doors of the Teddington studio, out of Thames buildings. Look at all the money lined up, kids. Common. I don't remember any of that. Maybe oh, I do. Money blindness. Oh, it's funny I you mentioned that. Teddington because you sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole unwittingly yesterday. Mm. Uh, because yesterday I spent my. I, sp I spend a couple of minutes most weekends having a look at Twitter and yeah. seeing if it's worth bothering with Twitter again, and it never, ever is. Mm. But uh, whilst on Twitter, I decided to have a sneak peek at the nice things, at nice things. What is it? At nice things show. At nice things show. That's at us, nice yes. things show. On Twitter, yeah. I had a peek at that, and you'd retweeted a, George, uh, a Youth of Joyce thing. A yes. With her and Brian Murphy. Wonderful, oh. wonderful. But it sent me down a little rabbit hole. And... Um, so George and Mildred was filmed at Teddington. Mm -hmm. There yeah. is a link, listeners and viewers. He just said Teddington. Mm, I, I promise you. 
Um, and and the house they filmed, George and Mil- not that they filmed it in the house, but the the credit sequence mm. that they filmed was in Teddington. The lazy bastards just went round the corner, round the corner, <laughs> which is lovely, isn't it? When you watch Steptoe or anything, they're, they're just in Shepherd's Bush, aren't they? Oh yeah, there's um I think they're just around the corner. There's uh Wood there's Green. a street that you can see in Monty Python and you can mm. see it in the goodies and it's literally at the back of T V Centre. I mean it's literally out the gates, round the back of the building, set up there. That'll do. I love that. It is fantastic. It's kind of like when you read biographies of great film stars sometimes and great actors and great um musicians and they still knock around with the people they did when they were a kid. You know what I mean? So ease of travel. Uh, I know it's a very tenuous link, but you know how people seem to sort of stick with people even though they're a bad influence on them. Oh, God, um, yes. In their lives. Yeah, which, no, absolutely. Which bring, brings me to this week's nice thing for me. Oh. And I weren't even intending for us to get here this quickly. I, I was okay, intending let's to have a look then. give it a big preface. So this is a book called Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon. Oh. by David McGowan and it's a, a sort of an expose of the Laurel Canyon scene of the late 60s and I sort of I started reading it last night I, I, that's why I'm late doing this because it was just I just keep getting into this book and I can't put it down mm. um, so it's it's I started it off two chapters and it was kind of like, right, I'm not really going to read this book. It's just too much like, you know, and their dad was in the US Secret Service and so it means this. And it's very tenuous and tangential. Uh, yes. But as it goes on, the amount of connections it, made, it makes and the and the sort of the key to it all is a guy called Vito Paulikas, I think he is. Now, if you look him up, um, he had this group called the Freakers right. and they would go along to early gigs on the Sunset Strip mm. such as the Birds and the Doors and um, who else was it who else was that early like Arthur Lee's Love and stuff like that we were going to say were... Arthur Negus then but yes <laughs> on the Sunset Strip what a great album oh that'd be wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Arthur Negus live on the Sunset Strip Arthur Negus enjoys LSD lovely yeah. Just imagine him sort of like, you know how Richard Pryor live on Sunset Strip is kind of like the Colossus with his legs astride the strip. There's Negus stood there. Looking at a sort of mice and figurine. (laughs) Um, Live on the strip. Um, This this book's boring in comparison with that image. Um, So anyway, the Freakers would come and dance. And they're getting all the gigs free. And they kind of... People didn't come to see those bands early days. They were just so amazed by these crazy... The first hippies in the world, apparently. Mm. You know, dancing and stuff like that. Anyway, it goes on into the Manson murders. It goes on through the family. It goes through a group called The Process that we began in this country. And they were another cult that was sort of active in the US in the 60s that were linked to some further murders that I can't remember. It's just the crazy... You know, the seedy underbelly of it all. Mm. as such um and like i say it's kind of it's very much you know there's a lot of he presents information in a way that he wants you to draw that conclusion you know that it's all sort of governmenty sinistery sort of cult Mm. and all this other stuff um anyway this guy, Vito Polikas, I think you pronounce his name as. If you Google him, the best clip online you'll find is Alan Wicker interviewing him <laughs> in the 60s. Yeah. It's great. And he's just, wow. I mean, he wasn't a great man. Mm. Um, if you, you know, the sort of stuff that's presented in that book, you know, he's a bit of a sinister fucking character, by the way. But right. it's, it's a good book, any road. Um, is he dead? Which one, Vito or Alan Wicker? Uh, Vito. Oh, yeah, 1992. He was born in 1913, but he was sort of marrying 20-year-old girls in the 60s and having dozens of children, you know. Right. He was was the top of the hippie chain. He moved out of this place, and you'd have to read the book. Um, He moved out of this place. He actually had to leg it because of the sort of sordid and and, uh, degenerate sex practices that he was hosting in this big house in Laurel Canyon. And um, I think I'm right in saying that kind of Manson then took his position in the firmament, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He was kind of the guru. And then right. he had to skip town because of this. Um, and then Manson came in and kind of took on his mantle. 
Which it's one very of the Beach in. Boys was it that Manson moved in with? For Dennis a bit? Wilson. Dennis Wilson. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a bit mad. Isn't that's it? covered in the book as well. Um, because if you know, you won't have seen it, but the film uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh no. Um, that film uh, covers. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the ranch. It's something like Shan Ranch or something like that. And it's right next to Dennis Wilson's ranch mm. uh, where they spent the summer. Mm. God, I can't remember uh, the name of the ranch. Um, but, yeah, that's all covered in that. It's it's just... It, it, there is so much information in it. Mm. It is. It, it goes back through all the sort of family histories to how... Because those people who lived in Laurel Canyon, it's like Jim Morrison, for example. He went to kindergarten with Frank Zappa's wife, who was at the Laurel Canyon. And he also went to school with um, the guy out of the Mamas and the Papas. And and it's like all these people from like who were military brats in Washington D.C. Uh, all end up at sort of Laurel Canyon, mm. and they all end up in bands that are you know big and stuff like that. And then it's the same with the film stars, the Young Turks, the sort of Peter Fonda's, the Dennis Hoppers, and and all of that. And and now they all it, it's a fascinating, fascinating book, but very dense in information. And I'm gonna have to read it a second time just to absorb everything. It's it's an onslaught it is right. literally an onslaught cause it goes into the monkeys it goes into the birds it goes into crosby stills and nash it goes into neil young it goes into the mamas and the papas the doors uh kenneth anger the film director mm. um and in the book it's sort of there's some sinister stuff in there about uh, that veto and his three-year-old child who died falling through a skylight and the varying who the uh, the child is in um a documentary anyway made at the time called mondo hollywood which is about the laurel canyon scene anyway kenneth anger mm. apparently um who made i think the film's called uh i could be wrong anyway but there's a film he made called i dream of lucifer or lucifer rising or something like that um and one of manson's main people wrote the music from his prison cell for it um this vito polikas his two-year-old son was due to play Lucifer in the film originally, and then he fell through the skylight and couldn't. And was that because anyway, he was a bit dead or injured? bit dead? Right. Bit dead. Ah, that would bit prevent dead. it. Yes, it would. Yeah. But this Kenneth Anger, it's saying that you know a lot of he also made films that weren't for distribution, and there's rumours he made snuff films and all kinds. There's all kinds of weird shit in the. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's it's a really really. <clears throat> interesting book yes mm. uh, you mean, wouldn't like, like it no i wouldn't no you love this sort of thing don't you where it's this onslaught of stuff i i like robert stevens going i remember when Lawrence olivier told me to fuck off <laughs> well by the <laughs> way it. like i said he is presenting information in a certain way mm. do you get what i mean Right, so he's tenuously joining the dots, essentially. The most tenuously joining the dots. I mean, I, I know people for whom this book is just the ultimate proof that it's all this and it's all that and they're all, you know, Satanists and it's, it's the whole entertainment industry is evil and it's, you, you know, and all that. Mm. Whereas there's an awful lot of dot joining for the reader in it. Right, okay. Well, that's, that's that's my conclusion. But you know, I find all this stuff interesting, and I oh, find I, um, I find a lot of intellectual curiosity. Oh, that's absolutely fine. I don't know. I just always get a bit sort of like it's a bit like when people tell me that well, the news is constructed and it's all shadowy and it's made. This I've way seen that. that. I've seen that play. Yeah. Yes, but it's not, is it? Because if you go into any newsroom, all it is is it's people running around screaming the word fuck and shouting the auto cue's gone down it's again. It's not what it's Donald Pleasant says. It's the least organised thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes, the newsbenders says different, I know. It's fantastic. Nevertheless, I disagree. Um, so... Yes. Anyway, there we go. Well, no, that sounds like a very good book and what I look forward to not reading at all. That's I a shame because, you um, know, it's a feast. Do you think maybe there's a book by Arthur Negus somewhere? <laughs> Live on Sunset Strip. Something Reflections. Like to me, um, the funniest thing in the world was uh, the fact that he had a series called Arthur Negus Enjoys, which, of course, became Arthur Negus Enjoys Wanking in my of head. Course. But naturally. Isn't there a line about him in the election special of Monty Python? Yes, Arthur, Arthur Negus's Negus. L. Bristol's. That's it, yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> so it's not yes. a result, just a rumour. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Arthur Negus was um, one of those characters, though, wasn't he? That we sort of, we, 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 we knew and loved. And, mm. You know, we'd never met. I always wonder, because he turns up on Crossroads, doesn't he? And we are getting there to what's over Paul's right shoulder. Don't worry, viewers and listeners. Um, yeah, I wonder, can you imagine if he was actually a, a rotter? An absolute scoundrel, I, Arthur Negus. Oh, well, that would upset me terribly. I don't because was it Call it My Bluff ups, he was on? It would have upset me in 1982. I couldn't care less now. It was Call My Bluff that I recall him on. See, you've got you've got him and Frank and Robert. So I don't like the idea that at the end of the recording, you know, Arthur would go off to do debauchery. I think he would have gone home, oh, got into his velvet slippers. I don't know about debauchery, but, you know, he might have sort of scowled at the shop assistant as he bought his tangerines and his cat food one Sunday morning. Well, I hope that's so. I do wonder if he works so, oh, you know, I'm so lovely. And mm. that's Alan Bennett. The that same bloke, really. Um, but, you know, imagine if he was actually a, a wanker. You know, if you spoke to the bloke down at the shop where he used to go, he's like, oh, fucking hell, that Arthur Negus. He was a, what, a, what an arsehole. Well, I mean, it's not impossible. I I dealt with someone, not dead yet, so shan't name names, um, but a star from the 60s. And uh, because I was sort of staff at this event, I had the lanyard on. And if if the lanyard was on, my God, you were absolute, you were just there to do the bidding. You know, fetch Mm. this, fetch that. Do, 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 do. do. When I took the lanyard off, all of a sudden, it was, oh, Oh, hello. And it was a complete alteration, but the lanyard on meant uh, not worth looking at. We were on television for two years in 1965, dear. Don't give me that. Yeah. It's a bit sad when you get people like that, especially if you fancy them. Oh, yeah. You you fancied Arthur Negus. No, not Arthur (laughs) Negus. No, not Arthur Negus. Frank Muir. Of course, Mm. Arthur Negus would be in Vegas, wouldn't he? Not the Sunset Strip. Nagus in Vegas. Nagus in Vegas. There's the LP. Yeah, man. That's the LP that should sit alongside uh, Victor Madden live at the Women's Institute. In the Elvis jumpsuit. Yes. With his glasses on. (laughs) With his glasses on. And a figurine. Microphone in one hand, figurine in the other. That's Valuing. Oh, live valuation on stage with Arthur. Live valuations in Vegas with Nagus. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Oh, this needs to be commissioned. Slight problem, of course. I could just see the cover. The, I, I know the problem. He's dead. This is the problem. We keep coming up with brilliant commissions that everybody would watch, and they're bloody always dead. It's disappointing. Isn't Unless it? Johnny Vegas played Nagus in Vegas. No, don't want that. Oh, no. No. Okay, should we no. skirt over that one? Was on stage with Vegas once, told everybody he was a show-off and he'd never amount to anything. Oh, well, where is he now? Oh, I don't know. Something on Sky Comedy Max or something. He was in Benidorm, wasn't he? Oh, well, there we go then. I was quite right. Is that on Sky Comedy Max? Probably. Or Dave. Or some repeats channel. Something common. Something common TV. Something common. It'll be on that ITV. What is it called? Max Plus or something. The thing that Nolly was on. No, no, no. That's a nice thing. That's like ITV streaming. No, but there's ITVB. Right. That's common. That's basically just repeats of (laughs) Jeremy Kyle and shit like that. That's all. Benidorm will be on that, and that's where it belongs. Because, my God. Oh, that's dreadful. Have you watched that programme? No, have I? Don't. Don't watch it. Just imagine a comedy programme that's so unfunny that they haven't put a laughter track on there because there's no point. That's what we're talking about. All filmed on location, on cheap videotape, will make the grade look decent. No, you can't, because if you film it in a shithole that's made of concrete, it will look like a shithole made of concrete, even if you're faking it's on 35mm. Absolutely not, no. People love it. People are wrong. I know they are wrong, but I knew, I've known people who are just like... Whew. I knew someone and their dad would sit there round the clock watching it on, you know... um, on your skybox, you can record things, can't you? You can. And he would, his skybox was full of all the Benidorm you could eat. Oh, Jesus. No, I mean, it's about 19 series of it, aren't there? Oh, it's yes. Just, no, absolutely no. not. Get rid of that. Make more vicious or something. Or that 
Shakespeare thing with David Mitchell. I'll have more of that. I don't want. Uh, oh, have you seen the news about the uh, about the program that's coming back? Faulty Towers. Yes. Oh, it's so bad. Mm. So 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 very bad. I mean, yeah. You see, I'm still trying not to have arguments online, and I've had ah. a second fairly successful week. Okay. I say fairly, not entirely. Okay, but before you carry on, yes. Faulty Towers reunion, or whatever yes. you want to call it, nobody wants that. Surely, not even online. Some people do, and they must be corrected. So, I'm guessing John Cleese does. Mm. And that's it. His daughter, Camilla, who's well, co-writing and co-starring, uh, does. Um, what's his name? Some, something to do with Spinal Tap. I've forgotten his name. Not Ted Danson. Um, Nigel Tufnell. Rob Reiner. Oh, a... he's funding it, isn't he? He's funding it, and he's involved. Yeah, but well, he's going to want it. Then He's yeah. going to want it. But, I mean, you look at it and you just think, oh, God, come on. I mean, he's 83. So I suspect the physical comedy is beyond him, basically. Um, yeah. I mean, he's hale and hearty. I'll grant you that. I'll tell you what, before <laughs> we launch into the sort of strong arm resists, <sighs> I imagine him in sort of like, uh, what's it called? Is it the Odessa file where Michael Caine's like got the film That's the sort of thing. And he's in the church. Yeah, it's a strong guy sort of sweating. Resisting this argument about Faulty Towers coming on the thing. Desperately trying to. So I'll tell you how the exact point at which I noticed Cleese's decline into not being funny. Right, now then. You probably don't agree with me, but however, I'm going to crack on. Okay. Uh, I think 1991 is a fish called Wander, isn't it? It is. Now, I love that film. I think it's brilliant. I think it's, it's very funny. Stunning. Joan Hickson. Oh, good. Right. So we're Wonderful. on the same page. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 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 are, you, are, are you on about clockwise with Joan Hickson? Sorry, uh, Patricia Hayes. I meant. Pat Patricia. Hayes with Pat the dogs. Hayes. Yeah, with the dogs. <laughs> Shocking. Um, <laughs> and then, I think it's 1999, am I right? Fierce creatures, mm-hmm. dreadful. Something's happened between those. Somewhere two. between them points, because I believe Fierce Creatures was going to be it, it's bit it's uh, the follow up, isn't it, to a fish yeah. call one? Mm. But I believe it was going to be made very quickly after it, and it took a few. Well, it took eight years or whatever. Mm. But that for me, between those two points, is when he he lost the ability to be funny. It's a strange one, isn't it? Because certainly before that, when you think of him at uh, Graham Chapman's. A memorial service, you know, I'd like to be the first person of a memorial service to say the word fuck. Uh, yeah. That's beautiful, you know, and yeah. he's still being brilliant. And then all of a sudden, something something's happened, didn't it? I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Did what he move it is. to America? <clears throat> he did. Well, he did move to America. Um, he did. did a tour. Um, the alimony tour or something. Was um, that that early? I no, that no, this is, this is much later, but, yeah. um, this is, um, what, 2005, maybe something like that. But I got hold of that on DVD and I thought, this should be a laugh. No, no, is it's he just not. doing a Lenny Bruce and reading out sort of court transcripts? Uh, there's a bit where he plays a bit of video that looks rather strangely obtained of his wife taking money out of a cash machine. And then he shouts about how that's his money. It's a bit like John. That's that's his strange. ex-wife. Yeah, his ex-wife, <coughs> Alex Eschelberger or something. So you've got that special part. burger. Special burgers, yes. Um, well, must have been very special for him to marry the lady. Well, well absolutely, yeah. Yes. Um, so you've got that, uh, but the rest of it just isn't funny at all. It's, so it's she a... actually posed in a video. I don't know if she posed it. I don't know if it's been obtained. I did. I might have actually. It was so shit. I might have given the DVD away and I don't give anything away. But I may well have given that away because it was just like, no, this isn't good, John. No. So anyway, so we come to the Faulty Towers reboot, as they're calling reboot. it. Reboot, okay. Which so far seems to be that Basil is going to open a bijou hotel in the Caribbean. Nice gig. No doubt that'll be a nice time nice. for John. Nice for the tax. Very nice for the tax, absolutely. Haven't they um, demolished the original hotel in Torquay? Uh, the original building burnt down uh, in the early 90s, I think. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, it was a conference centre. Uh, what was it, it? Oh, yeah, and of course it was quite close to TV centre. It wasn't in Torquay at all. Was uh, that, is that right? Oh, yeah, no, it's... I never knew that. 
wasn't in Torquay. It was Boreham Woodway, I think. Um, they did do some stuff in Torquay. So when you see him thrashing the car and all that. So they do two weeks in Torquay, but the rest of it would then be shot closer to home, all the exteriors of Potter Towers. But okay. yeah, it's a housing estate now. Mm. No, not no. nice. So it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I I kind of welcome it, but then Cleese straight away, he's, he's doing this, um, I don't like the BBC, woke stuff. And he's there going, well, the BBC can't have it. I'm like, well, have you asked them if they want it for a start mm. off, John? Have you actually asked them? I don't know if they would. Because um, the last thing, he made a sitcom for the BBC called something mundane, something like When the Puppy's Dead or something like that, something that made you go, oh, Christ. He did some a couple of years ago. I think he was married to Judy Dench, innit? It? it wasn't. No, it wasn't Judy Dench, but it was a Dench-like person. There was something he did. I quite liked it, actually. Did you? It was a bunch of sort of pensioners who were like uh, pensioners. Ooh, it was a bunch of like <clears throat> our elder lot. Yeah, you know, Alison like, Steadman. Yeah, that's. I think that's it. Was that it? But it wasn't funny. Uh, whatever I saw was okay. Really? I may have been a bit pish, baby. Well, it could have been that then, couldn't it? I don't know. <clears throat> but all I can see so far is that everybody on Twitter. Uh, was it Twitter or Facebook? It was one or the other. They're up in arms because you can't say anything these days. Now then, these are the people who, every now and again on these little Remember Old Telly sites, someone will post a picture of Till Death Has Two Part, and then someone will say, Oh, you can't do that these days. And then I sit there typing, Well, you can. It's currently being repeated nine o'clock every night on That's TV. Or you can hmm. buy the DVDs if you really give a shit about the programme, which you clearly don't, or you don't it. So you've got those people who are saying, oh, it's going to be far too woke, so there's no point watching it. And then you've got the other people who are saying the opposite. Nobody, nobody is happy about this at all. It's it's strange, isn't it? This Faulty Towers thing seems to have united two yeah. camps of people yes. from both extremes of this sort of canyon. And nobody wants it, which I'm nobody. quite amazed by. That's a, So John Cleese has brought people together by yes. announcing this return of Faulty Towers. And it's not not, not to mean that the original is, is shit or hated or in oh, any way. God, it's no. Light. It's an absolute, poor, a monolith of comedy that will never be surpassed in many oh, ways. But stunning. I mean, the writing there, it's pure fader, isn't it? It's pure French farce. The plotting is yeah, perfect. 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 It's perfect so, series. So, so don't bother, John. Really. No, no. It'd be like, I can remember. So we've seen it, haven't we? I actually didn't mind. I think it was called The Legacy of Reginald Perrin. Right, I, yeah. I didn't mind that. Okay. So, but I think that that was, they were not trying to reinvent the wheel there. I think it was kind of, they were trying to do something with and it. And it was based on a book, first of all. So okay. Nobbs had written the book. Uh, yeah. He wrote it well after. Uh, Rossiter died and it was just his way of tying everything up and it's yeah. it's a lovely story where Reggie does that thing of yes you can have all the money but you've got to do the following so it's set it up <coughs> nicely I quite like that and I like seeing the cast back together as well Tim Pruce I loved seeing like the that. cast back together mm. um, Pauline Yates is it mm -hmm. Jeff Palmer that's um, it even I can't remember CJ's name off the top of my head John Barron John ba even John he looked great in that he did <coughs> Um, but, you know, because the original had that premise of he's faked his his own death. Yeah. But now he's actually dead. Or is he? Yes. So I, I enjoyed that anyway. Yeah. And I think uh, you said that to, Man, to the Man of Bond did a, a sort of catch-up-y type episode. They did. Uh, 2007, I think. And it was just a one-off. And it was the same writer, same cast. Apart from uh, Brabinger, who was dead. Everybody, But you got to mention... But everything else was exactly the same. The humour was the same and the actors were the same. So that's great. But when it comes to Faulty Towers, Connie Booth is retired. She's 81 and retired. Andrew Sachs is no longer with us. Prunella yeah. Scales, of course, has got problems learning the words and so on now. And we know what John's motivating sort of prime directive appears to be in life, don't we? We do, yes. <laughs> the loot. The it's filthy the loot. loot. 
the it's loot, the loot of all evil. Why you won't take it to the BBC because there ain't no loot there, of course. At the moment. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I really, really don't understand. I, I, I'll be honest. I would have been like, sing. I'd have danced a Highland jig had this been announced in like 1988 or something like that, when I was getting really into Faulty Towers and wanted more, more, more. Oh, it would have been perfect then. I mean, the whole yeah. cast was still alive. And, you know, 88, I mean, what, you're nine years after Series yeah. 2. It's not yeah. impossible that they could have made it work perfectly. But, no. But even then, if you think about it, I mean, was A Fish Called Wander 89? I think so. Yeah, he, yeah. he looked quite different then. <coughs> Already he, just 10 years out. He did, but he managed to do that sequence where he's stripping down. You know, oh, well, he, he went and got and ripped. Do you remember the interviews with him where he said oh, he'd he gone did, to the yeah. gym? Yeah. But he could do the physical stuff. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah, of course. Now, I mean, he's doing well for 83, but I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to do the funny walk. Did you ever see about 20 years ago those Christmas adverts he did for Sainsbury's, like, food and booze you can get for Christmas? Yes. And he was kind of doing a basil, wasn't he? Yes, he was. That's right. And he dyed his tash. Mm. And they dyed his hair and all that other stuff. Mm. <clears throat> in that rather odd way that they always do, they always dye it. I mean, someone we work with had, like, damson hair, that's if you right. recall. <laughs> Stopped doing that, didn't he? Um, so, anyway. <laughs> they always pick a shade that just... What? Why? Yeah. You know? I mean, it yeah. can't be that difficult, can it? To get your hair dyed to the colour it used to be. Here's a photograph, right? Yeah, I watch Faulty Towers. Okay. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. That can't be hard. That Surely. should be straightforward. But it was really black and his skin was really white, if you recall. Mm. I remember when he tastes a bit of it and he goes, yes! That's mm. the bit. That's that right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like a cadaver. He did. So what's he going to... Because he's going to do that now. He's going to have the dyed tash. He's oh, going to creak and tash. do I'll do the walk. He's going to do all the greatest hits. He's oh, got nobody, to. No, oh, no, They'll probably can't. CGI him. Well, they could do, actually, couldn't they? Have you seen, you won't have seen it, The Irishman, Martin Scorsese's last film. He did Good it just Lord, for no. Netflix. It's like eight and a half weeks long. Anyway, there's a bit in that, because what they've done is they've CG'd uh, De Niro being young, they've made them all young in the film, as well as being old. Okay. They've used deep fake, maybe, to make yeah, them yeah. young. And there's a bit where young De Niro, who's old De Niro, sort of thumps this guy and and gives him a kicking on the floor. And you've got young-faced De Niro that doesn't look right. You know the Uncanny Valley problem they have when they do these things. They never look yes. human. No, no, no. So that's wrong. And then he sort of gives him a kicking, but it's like a 78-year-old man kicking. It's like... Shit. So... So, but they'll do something. They're gonna. Have, what are the greatest hits, right, of Faulty Towers? There's The Walk, isn't there? The Walk is... Well, yeah. But There's this The Walk. The, but this is the thing, because it wasn't a catchphrase comedy or anything. It was about the storylines and the characters no, him who existed. Him darting about, running up the stairs, the fucking All right, total nervous breakdown energy is, right. the, is, is the sort of the catchphrase. That's the character, okay? That is the character. It's the frenetic energy. But he's now 83. So the only way that they can do it will be to CGI him. You're quite right. The psychiatrist um, one. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, he's just running up and down the stairs. And and then the, the jacket over the head and the jump. <laughs> that's lovely. And probably one of my favourite moments there is when he, when he goes up the ladder and he's at the wrong window and then the ladder just goes back. Oh. And then cut to outside on film. <laughs> Manuel runs in and then he brings <laughs> brings Sybil out and she simply walks up doing that busty strut and she just walks up to him and he goes, hello, darling. I thwack. And then yeah. she just turns and walks straight back off. The timing of Prudence. His reaction fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With his what the... He, he the, really is just like, w w you don't see this. Mm. Oh, what? no, it's perfect. But I also remember what? the Perspex window with that, though. Oh, yes, the wobbly window and the reflection of the studio lights yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But what I love there is when Prunella Scales slaps him, which she does a fair bit, my God, she does not hold back. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> those are proper punches. That's Oh, I love those. Well, we all, because it's so reflective of reality, isn't it? Mm. The way that this sort of tiny woman can totally dominate this great big blow. That's, that's like, how does she even reach him? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but it's, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. Wonderful. And without, a lovely, lovely without interview as well that I read. And it could have been with Prue Scales, or it could have been 
John Cleese, I think it was Putin Out of Scales, where she was asked, why did they stick together in this awful relationship? And I think it was Prue Scales. And she said, the sex was very good. And that's her reason, was that they had, in her mind, she had they had this amazing sex life together. From separate so, beds. From separate beds while he's reading Jaws. Um, but but that they absolutely must have had this amazing sex life together, which is why uh-huh. the psychiatrist, of course, um, when he gets confused and thinks he's being asked how many times does he and his wife manage to have a holiday or and he thinks it's sex. Yes. Well, two or three times a week, if you must know. And she and that's what she uses her basis. Oh no, they had a wonderful sex life, which is I'm, fascinating. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to find out. Mm. Um Oh god, look at this from 2016. John Cleese slammed over Specsavers ad by Timothy West. Oh god, that's a bit bright. Um As in tr- Prunella Scales his husband. Yes. Because oh. he recreated Basil for a, a Specsavers ad. Oh, right. And um, I, I'm trying to think. I'm not certain if I've got this right. Um, mm. Oh, man. I don't even know if if it was Cleese. There was a great... You might have seen it. There was a great clip doing the rounds the other week. I don't know if it was um, Cleese and Prunella Scales where he's having an affair and they go to see the show and it's one of the showgirls. And one of his mates is having an affair with one of the showgirls in it as well. And she asks for the opera glasses to look at the girls on the stage and she turns around and just says to Cleese, she's like, ours is better. <laughs> like as if they've got the best showgirl to him. It's just brilliant. Oh, I haven't seen that, no. I don't know if it's uh, him and Bruce Girls, but it's, it's brilliant anyway. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Must, I think it's uh, like a Harold Pintry thing. Mm. It's very, very Pinter anyway. Oh, lovely. Love a bit of Pinter, dear. But no, absolutely not, is my no conclusion. No, I don't think so. I, I can't see I can't see how it's gonna work. I think that I think what you've got there is the unique casting when you've got Andrew Sachs, you've got Prue Scales, mm. not comedians, but actors creating mm. these characters. Mm. And presumably there'll be an awful lot of American actors in there. Where is it the Caribbean? Apparently, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. this is the other thing, of course. He's basically said, oh, I'm going to do Faulty Towers, and everybody has suddenly gone woof with the comments. As we know, these things take a long time in development. So I doubt it's even written yet. So It might have been in development for the past 30 years. Who knows? Well, it could have been. I Didn't he, he did... write a film where he ended up on a plane that was getting hijacked, Basil? That rings a bell. Yeah, he wrote a script, I think. That does ring a bell. Mm. But I'm not entirely yeah. sure. I mean, mm. it's one of those things. It's like, do you remember when the Stone Roses went away in 1990 and they disappeared and they did uh, the second album came out in like 1995, didn't it? Mm. And by then, no one was asked. Well, that's it. I mean, is anyone going to be interested? Nah, absolutely not. I think when you've got in my opinion, a series that is essentially perfect. You know, it is perfect. Um, why bother? Yeah, it's he's missed whatever there was. I mean, plus, I mean, his currency's seen a real downturn in, in the last couple of years. Isn't yeah, he doing a, a series on GB News as well? Apparently, about yes. Um, where he gets cross about things, but... Yes. Mm. Well, okay. well, you and Matthew Sweet can get cross about that together. You could maybe come together on that one. Well, no, because I wouldn't just sit there tweeting about it. I'd dress up as, you know, the Ofcom inspector and I'd go in. <laughs> outrageous French accent. And that would off. be brilliant. That yeah, that would be good, actually. The, off, the Ofcom inspector. The Ofcom inspector. And then from the back, you'd obviously be in the stockings and suspenders mm. when he turns around. Of course. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Have of to course. be that. And speaking of chaps in stockings and suspenders, I yeah. see we have uh, Uncle Ronnie, isn't it? Did you say it was St. Ronnie's Day? It is indeed St. Ronnie's Day here in Carmichael Towers. Now, and why could that be? Uncle Crispin, was it, in the stockings in Five Uncle Gormatic Quentin. Dorsey? Uncle Quentin, thank Uncle you. Quentin, I was screaming homosexual. And mm. Aunt Fanny is a nymphomaniac. Wonderful. Oh, I love him. I love him so much. And you know what? Now, there is an abundance of Ronnie. Because, and I've got to use two hands for this bloody thing. Ooh, ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because here, look at this. Hold it still because you're strobing. There we go. Look at that. That. This is 
That is, I want one of them. This is bigger than my head, this damn thing. This is, it's heavy, this. This is, oh, 92 discs. Wow. 90, is it 92? No, 94 discs of Crossroads. Oh my God. So each one, each one of the packs has got 30 something discs in. Full, absolutely full of Crossroads. This is stunning stuff. Let's put them, let's put it there. What was the Ab- tale bef- before I forget? Didn't you t- didn't you tell a tale about a brooch she wore? Yeah, that's right. Well, there's um, her, her last episode. What should have been her last episode? Um, they filmed her going away on the QE two, um, but it's it's a bit unfortunate because um, they they hired out the Queen Anne suite in the QE two, which is beautiful. If you look at the pictures of the Queen Anne suite, it's gorgeous. Trouble is, the big old lights in those days, they took all the lights in to try and light the whole room and they realised if they turned them all on, they'd set the sprinklers off so they couldn't. So they had to contain themselves to this tiny corner of the room, about the size of a double bed, and it was all shot just in this little corner. So it didn't quite look as it should have done. Um, but she wore the, the brooch that she wears for the uh, for the final sequences on the QE2 were a, a present from Ronnie Allen, a going-away present. Um but and the, what's lovely, I what's lovely to me, probably to nobody else, is you've got all the um, all the footage from that shoot, so you can actually see her, sort of like all the outtakes and the full the full videotape has been put on two hours of them doing this one scene, and God, it's lovely to watch that. <laughs> it's lovely to just you know why? Because you're watching actors rehearse. And when the cameras aren't on them, they're just sat there running the lines together and trying out different ways of saying the words and all this sort of stuff. And that's just, oh, that's lovely. I like that. So, so she's not getting stroppy. That's the thing. I thought, oh, it's her last sequence. She's on the QE2. She'll be in a right old strop. You don't want to ruin that sort of your memory of her, do you? No, but, but she doesn't. I mean, there's one point where they say, uh, Nolly, could you do this? And she goes, well, I don't know about that. I'm under exclusive to the news of the world now. But that's <laughs> that's about it. And the rest of the time, what you get is, is this woman who is just being incredibly professional. She obviously loves her other actors. So she's with Jane Rossington, who plays her daughter, who she refers to as Kid. Come on, Kid, at one point, she says. Because Jane Rossington's getting a bit upset. She's like, come on, Kid, it's all right. What you've got is a proper old pro you know, working hard, and that was that was rather lovely to see. So yes, there are seven hundred and forty something episodes here. Didn't you say there were more though, and some guys got them all? Oh well, there there are more to go uh, because this takes us up to nineteen eighty one, but then it kept going till eighty eight. So they put everything that they could find on there. I've got half an episode that they've not got, which features yeah, that's Ronnie. What I meant. Yeah, it features Ronnie doing some comedy uh, acting uh, with a with a woman who tries to read his palm. Uh, Didn't someone uh, tweet uh, steal a video of yours and tweet it that that they've missed all? Who who's that then? Somebody, somebody who thinks they are me. Somebody may have you know taken a video that I put on Twitter and then posted it themselves and got a thousand retweets from it. Your video. Well, when I say my video, suddenly my upload. I don't claim to own the ITV archive, no. although I'd have looked after it better if I had, because God knows, you've got the whole of 1964 to 1978, and there's only about 200 episodes out of one and a half... No, out of about two and a half thousand. They've wiped most of them. Um, so is this, but, this, this is the man on the internet who thinks he's you? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. So it's just terrible, isn't it? We've got the man on the internet who thinks he's me. There's the man who gets the train in the morning, who dresses like me, except now he's got one of those, you know, those those nose rings, rings but it's not mm. fully connected all the way around, so it just hangs down. He's got yeah, one like of those. a bowl thing. Well, or a prick marker, as I like to think of them. He's got one of those. Like so, Prince Albert on his face. That's the sort of thing, which yeah. is accurate because of how his face looks. Yes. So, yes. Anyway. No. Yeah. Don't like him. Um, but anyway, so that came out. And then, of course, Nolly. Have you watched it yet? No, I've not. You I've not. really should. I, I genuinely think you'd love it. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely, lovely old programme. But, but there, mm. is, there is an issue here, which is to do with Ronnie. And yeah. it's to do with his wife, Sue Lloyd. Because, of course, if you're going to create a drama, 
about a drama, then you need sort of to create certain things with characters. So they've made Sue Lloyd uh, into a bit of a bitch. Right. Uh, and I might be a little bit responsible. Oh, I see. Because another clip I put out, which has also possibly been borrowed, but another clip uh, that I put out, I found years ago. And it was one of those, it was just shared on a little Facebook group. So I took it. And it's Sue Lloyd and Jane Rossington about to do a scene. And then Sue Lloyd is looking absolutely furious. And suddenly you get, is this rehearse record? Is it rehearse record or is it just record? Can somebody tell me, please? Oh, it's rehearse record. Right, okay, that's good. Just so I know, just so you know. Uh, so I can let my agent know and all this sort of stuff. She's furious. So I've put this out on Twitter a few times and it's had a certain amount of traffic. And I think that what has happened is that when writing Nolly, I suspect Russell T. Davis has seen this clip of her behind the scenes. Oh, you're not going to ignore it, are you? Well, you're not. You're absolutely not. But the trouble is, she wasn't like that at all. Because the full story is, this clip comes from the episode that was recorded about three hours after she'd been sacked. Right. That's why she's jolly cross. But now she's presented as this rather unpleasant character in Nolly, and she wasn't. And, you know, they loved her. So uh, that's a bit unfortunate. But but to see the sets recreated, and to see the 70s and the 80s recreated so well. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful stuff. That's lovely. Little time warp, that thing. So I, I enjoyed that. So nice. how old would he have been today? Ronnie, he yeah. would have been... Isn't that why it's St. Ronnie's Day? Is it not his birthday or something? It's not his birthday, no. It's purely oh. because I've got this. Oh, I see. I thought it All was the... St. Ron... St. No. Ronald's Day. No, I think I think you're right. There should be two St. Ronald's Days. Like the Queen had two birthdays. So we could ah, have no. one. We need to be careful because people have stolen. It's not just the fella who wants to be you who keeps stealing things from our podcast. The uh, National Dick was it Dickie Davis Day has been stolen. Yes, it has, hasn't it? Mm, yeah, so it's funny how silly, stupid. It'll be it'll be Negus in Vegas next. It will. That that'll be on there by tonight yeah. on Twitter. That'll yes. be there. Someone will have mocked we'll it up and no claimed credit. that they invented it. Yeah, um, but uh, no, I think well, Ronnie. We don't know how old he would have been because he always lied about his age. Splendid. Quite right thing to do. Probably born in 1930. So he would have been a mere 93 or so. I thought he'd have been a little bit older than that. Was he not in the war at all? No, it was. he was like Malaya age, wasn't he? Hence that storyline. Uh, hence the storyline where, yeah. yeah, with the poison, uh, tree fog uh, poison, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So no, right so, 30, he would have been good. Would have been yeah, right. right. However, what you've got, though, is somebody who looked at a thousand years old by the time he was 40 because of the fags. It's stunning. Yeah. Stunning the amount yeah. of fags that man put away. Maybe but, he'd have uh, vaped. Had he been around now? No, he wouldn't have had it. Maybe he'd have punched me. No. He'd he have would. punched me for, for doing this. But um, anyway, I recommend those. And like I showed you the other day, they've got the VT clocks at the start, mm. which leads to this lovely thing where the director on one, Mike Holgate, uh, is quoted as being director Mr. Toothpaste. Things like that, just little things you'd never see to yeah. try and get a laugh in the studio. Or these little moments. I mean, there is one moment uh, where they go to end of part one and it just brings up Crossroads, end of part one. But they bring it up why Nolly's still doing her line. And they bring the music in and you just see the eyes flick off to the edge of set. Ooh, I wouldn't have liked to have been that person cutting <laughs> Nolly off. That was a foolish move, bringing that in too soon. Hmm. And they were, it weren't done as live. Well, it was done as live, but it weren't broadcasting live, was it? It was broadcast live when it started, but certainly by, you know, by that episode. the mid-60s, it, it had gone to as live. But ultimately, if you're doing it in one take and you've got to the commercials and all you've done is you've brought your caption up a bit early, that's fine. Let it go out. Yeah, Proper of telly. Proper yes. telly. Yes, that's the way it should be. Telly as it should be. Absolutely. So you, you've got nice things, I suppose, now for the next year. There's... I have. I mean, I'm on disc um, 44, uh, which is quite good going. Although I've not watched any of the first set because I've got them all on DVD up there. So, you know, they've been released before, but I don't mind having them again. Because what if all of these Chinese balloons flying about that they keep having to shoot down? Yeah. What if that's going to do something and, and wipe archives? I think it's important that I then Wipe have... my archive. Wipe my archive for Um... Yeah. I think it's important to have backups of these things. 
So those first two, uh, the, the first thing last weekend was a Chinese balloon, wasn't it? I think mm. that's fairly self-accepted. Uh, um, what are the two things this weekend? Have they confirmed what those are? They haven't confirmed what they were, but there's the, been two more. Well, yes, I know people who are claiming that they are UFOs. I'd like which, to see that. Yeah, it's immediately Ed Straker territory, isn't it? It is. And they looked a bit like balloons, didn't they? That's right. Oh, that's what we need. We need some, you know, not an alien invasion. I don't wish to no, be taken over by skirmish. our alien overlords. Yeah, just a little, just contact with yes. these people. Yes. That's all. But I don't think they'd like us shooting them down if it was them. Well, no, that's, I mean, I've seen Dalek things. That's the way to provoke them. That's right. I mean, that's right. That's very silly, had, actually. I think if it had been UFOs, we'd know about it. In fact, they're not called that now, you know. Well, what are they called now? Um, I think, like everything, it's been rebranded because UFO is offensive toward any occupants of interplanetary craft. As, I don't uh, think they're going to give a toss. It's not like they're going around making videos of themselves being pissed on by men, is it? So I don't think that the aliens are going to mind. Well, they're called Still UAPs now. Called what? UAPs. And what does this stand for? Um, unidentified Aerial Phenomena. What's the difference between that and an unidentified flying object? I think UFO is, is not inclusive enough. So is it is it in case something doesn't doesn't identify as an object? Uh, that's correct. Yes. I mean, uh, I don't know why it is. Oh, it's ridiculous. There's no need. UFO sounds cool. UAP. That sounds yes. like some sort of shit postal service, which never turns up. Yeah. I don't or, or something that you'd get a discount on at the cinema on a Wednesday afternoon. Or something that you'd get from a rude lady. You'd need one of the umbrellas down your cock. Yeah? Well, I, I'd guess. You know, the umbrella that they do. I don't, know. Do you not? You no. can get diseases. You know cocktail yeah. umbrellas that used to get in drinks? Literally cocktail in this Literally. case. Literally. Well, there's there's a thing. It's a, I can't remember what it's called now. but uh, And it basically, it's very thin. <laughs> and they put it down your chap. And then they open it like a cocktail umbrella and pull it back. I know. No, they don't. No, they do. I that swear do, to God. That, that would hurt. Well... Yes. And why would you need something like that again? Because you've got a mad disease. If you've got something, yeah, dirty. If you've picked up a thing off, I don't know, a lady from when you had, we're on weekend leave from the Somme, and you've got something really? dirty. So they pop the old brolic down there, pop it open, Ooh. drag it all out, and then they go, look, it's covered in all this shit. Oh, you're going to no. die. Yes, yes, you're going to die. You're going to die of that. You're going to die of Broly. Yes. Probably down the chap. From Nolly to Broly and all to points in the between. It's, it's perfect, isn't it? Lovely. It is lovely, perfect. Um, yes. Right, well, that sort of startled me. Really? Yeah, that's a bit like, wow. It's a genuine thing. I swear It reminds to... me of, I remember once when they had, you know, all the first docudramas on telly, mm. or whatever it was. It was somewhat like that on the telly. And apparently they were talking to, like, paramedics and stuff like that about odd cases they'd had and there was one where there was a guy who'd sort of decided he was going to lay on the bed for his paramour when she arrived and in order to become more alluring and romantic he stuck a a, ro a red rose down the end of the old chap but they've got thorns I think he'd removed the thorns but even so yalt down the old urethra um, do you know that they, and I get, I got a bit of info from that show, by the way, oh, yeah. which wasn't just don't stick a rose down your cook. Mm. Um, also, once that gets buggered, that piss pipe, yeah, it doesn't fix itself ever. Once really? you knacker that thing, it's knackered. There's no they can do. You can't squirt germaline down; it'll go all right. Well, if you put the brolly down there and open it, wouldn't that well, this sort of is, open the pipe? I don't understand how the brolly can work. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it's just you know punishment for being a dirty boy. Ah, oh, maybe that's it. Is it? Is it? You've just reminded me. Is it? Is it like this? It's just like that. It's just right? like that. But yeah. you, and then you you put it in. But I mean, it would be more tightly connected for those yeah. of you who are just on audio. So novelty Michael's rubber. Holding up, well, oh. he says it's a novelty rubber. I don't know. Yes, it, I didn't get it from the GP on my last. Looks visit. like it's come from the clap clinic, dear. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Keep so that, you, sir. 
that you pop it in and then you yep. open it up and you drag it out. I know. Whoa. I know. And you know Whoa, what? Heck. There'll be someone who'll pay for that. There are mad people around. There are. Uh, if you read many, weird scenes inside the canyon, you'll you'll understand that. Because whilst it may be conjecture about all the connections, the stories of the shit that went on and the people involved are very real. I can I can imagine so. I think I think I might have to stick with uh, with lovely Nolly. Yeah, lovely they've got Nolly. A, they've got the witchcraft episode on, which is perfect. Where there's a witchcraft cult sets up in the village. Is that the eighties? No, that's uh, 1970. Oh, so the way ahead of the curve, it wasn't part of that, uh, wasn't there a kind of, what do they call it, uh, hysteria about such things in the 80s? Yeah, to do with these Shetland Islands, wasn't it? That was it, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Shetland, yeah. Where, they, where they just took so many kids away because one of them had done a bit of a crucible and said, ooh, I cavorted with the devil, Och, or something. The McDevil. That's it, the McDevil. And yes. suddenly, all of a sudden, social services went mad and removed all the kids. And then, oh, they were making it up. Yes, of course they were. Watching Crossroads. Watching Crossroads. So, yeah, you've got you've got a little bit of that with the Trithuin twins who came in, worshipped Satan for a while, and then uh, the IBA went, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Stop it. And they went, oh, okay, we finished the storyline. Sorry about that. And they just killed it overnight. Cause... You could go on Mastermind about Crossroads. Oh, it's You so actually good. could. It's Unless so Matthew good. Sweet beats you to it. Absolutely not. All he'd do is just retweet whatever I've said. No doubt, Matthew Sweet. <laughs> I thought of this. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you bloody didn't. I've watched 700 episodes of Crossroads, so you don't have to. Up yours. I've watched them, and I'm telling you out there, you should watch it too, because it's very good. I've just noticed the problem with the camera. Right? On. Hang on. I've got the wrong camera on. I've got the broken camera on. Your camera that you gave me, your nice camera, it's is literally on. sat on top of the thing doing absolutely nothing. That's So all your USB shenanigans and two laptops and all the other crap. Absolutely worthless. I could have had a decent camera on. I wouldn't have been strobing. Well, can't for the you past. switch? Can't you switch cameras now so we can get a sneak preview of what it'll look like? Oh, I don't know. I've got. I'm gonna run out of battery on this. Oh God, I'm gonna lose the sound recording. Give us a minute. Hang on. Right. Well, we're gonna have to. Do you want to? Do you want to end it? No, no, no. Hang on. If I unplug that, that I'm still there. Plug yes. this in here. Oh Jesus Christ! Why can't we release this on wax cylinder? It'd be so because much easier. Because it costs an awful lot of money. And there's oh, a the six boys month and wait. girls would pay for that. They, they wouldn't. Love it. They wouldn't. They want everything for free. They just All they'd do is listen to Matthew Sweet's podcast if we didn't give this one for free. Has he got a podcast? Probably. Oh, you know what? Probably called Lovely Things. It probably is. With Lovely his mate. Things. Hello, I'm here with my Crossroads set, but mine's actually straight from ITV. They gave it me for nothing, so I've uh, talked yes, about it. Yes, and here's my common friend. Hello, common friend. No, oh, <laughs> absolutely not. I could sit there with glasses on dressed like Timmy Mallet. That's all I'd have to do. Can I have £10,000 from the Telegraph, please? And I'll say that I watch Crossroads. <laughs> Give me money for Uganda whilst I do. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not happy about any of this. I know. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I only didn't. I didn't notice it. I only noticed it because you sent me a WhatsApp saying, "Oh, Matthew Sweet's taken your stick." Like, what do you? He bloody has. He has. He has. No, someone. Uh, maybe I don't know where it was, but there was this Telegraph article about the crossroads. Yes, I, I thought, know. And I thought to myself, "I'll send you this Telegraph." This I was like, I was thinking, look, here's some main newspaper coverage for crossroads. Um, and it just so happens it's Mr. Sweet. And I thought you'd be really chuffed with it. No. And then it transpired. The similarities didn't end there. No, they don't. It's infuriating. I I'm yeah. so cross. I am so cross. And he dresses a bit like me in work. I think this is only going to be settled with a boxing match. Well, who are we going to get to adjudicate? The other bloke who dresses like me, but with the cock ring in his face. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. This is like being in that film where Roger Moore's being hunted by himself. <laughs> yeah, the man who wasn't there. That's it. It's absolutely ridiculous. I bet Matthew Sweet's bloody camera works properly. He's not sat there looking into camera two when he's actually on camera three. That's right. Oh. I thought your eye line was a bit off. Yeah, 
I don't look because I should be looking. I suddenly thought, what's the green light for on the computer? Oh, that's the camera. <sighs> you and your t you need a, a chap in a lanyard who you can be disdainful toward, who does all this crap for you. He comes round, and every time we're about to record, he's there in his lab coat, and he sets everything up whilst I'm having a coffee and a cheroot cigar, and then he goes, oh, ready now, Mr. Carmichael, then go away. <laughs> and then I record, and then he boxes it all up, and he leaves me with the gramophone, and just yeah. takes it away. Make sure yeah. the Baker light telly's working, but apart from that, he does nothing. This is why I had to, we had to fanny around at the beginning with me to go, what's wrong with the angle? Why is the angle altered? It's because I'm on a bloody different camera oh i'm so cross <laughs> i really am i was having such a nice sunday and now i'm absolutely i'm gonna have to just sit there and watch a thousand episodes of crossroads now you are gonna have to <sighs> didn't i give you that cbd to put in your vape you did actually yeah i've got right, it here well, i might actually just have some of that i'll have that i might just drink it yes just... just just squirt it down your throat with the umbrella following with the umbrella yes yes that's all you need to do. Shit. Crossroads yeah. and T, uh, not THC. It's not THC, sadly. Mm. Mm. No, no. At least you're vaping. I can't vape. You can vape. You've chosen not to. No, I've chosen not to. That's Three weeks tomorrow. Right, well, what do you want, a party? I'm not going to celebrate this for you, <laughs> this ridiculous act of self-harm. It's not that. It's because I've got to do some singing, haven't I? All right, self-loathing then. Whichever one you want. It's absolutely absurd It's behavior. in the interest of art. Yeah. Had the first rehearsal this week. Sounded really yes. good. No, no, that's good. That's yep. good. It's a, yes. No, I'm I'm very excited for it. I've I've got I've got the lighting plans just here. We're nearly ready to go. Yes, yes, it's all good. And I've taken on an acting job this week because that's cause good. I didn't sleep last night because now I've got eight weeks of fear before oh, I go and do it. Yeah. Uh, don't like the fear. No. No, I'm not really frightened, to be quite honest with you. I would say I have concerns because I want it to be as good as it can possibly be. And there are a lot of strands to pull together because mm. I've planned yes. for a lot of strands. Yes, there's an awful lot of strands. But at the same time, like I said, as Neil used to say, mm. don't rehearse, then nothing can go wrong. <laughs> And he's quite right. Literally nothing can if you've planned for note. I might say this to the director of this Orton play. Well, why don't we just not rehearse and I'll probably learn the words at some point. Uh, I don't read the script. The script reads me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Do an Arthur Lowe. Yeah. Rubbish in the house. Yes, a tale of two Arthurs. Uh, yes. Well, we've not even gotten to what we plan to talk about this week. We we'll, save, we? we'll save the dinosaurs for next week. We were, okay. No, I couldn't take that this week. I'm already on the verge of having to go out and slaughter. It's just because of, you know, no. Because, someone's, st st because someone's done a Roger Moore on you. Somebody's done a Roger Moore. Any minute now, go on Twitter now, and what you'll see is Matthew Sweet will have put down, oh, did you know this about dinosaurs? He'll get in there first. He'll get in there now because you've done that. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, he'll probably see this and he'll come back. Well, then... Like that. I'm not know. trying to be you, Paul. Anyway, we could we could, we could could swap Crossroads things. No, we can't. No, we can't, because you just put them on Twitter and claim that you found them. I'm not having it. If they did Crossroads sort of figuring Panini sticker albums, yeah. you could swap stickers, couldn't you? I wouldn't. Oh, would you be the boy who just sends away for the ones you've not got from the main place? Yes, I would, like I did with the Danger Mouse album. I'd send <laughs> off for them. I'm not swapping. Not with Matthew Sweet. I'm not having it. Ah, oh, I used to love swapping stickers. Oh, I enjoyed that too. Yes. Yeah. Not the football ones, though. Common. Mm, yeah, so I don't remember any other sort. Actually, I, I do. I have a Beano. They did Beano and Dandy stickers once. They did. Mm. They did, I remember, because I was very into it for about two weeks, and then I thought, absolutely not, and I gave up. But, uh, <laughs> I completed the Danger Mouse set. I'd love the Danger Mouse. Did that? But, have you still got that? I've got it. I think I think I have, actually. I'll have it somewhere, yeah. Ooh. But I completed that, but I had to send off for a fur few. So, so it survived the flood. It survived the flood. Fantastic. Yes. Oh. Yeah. God, your strobe. It was like there was a cat behind you then. It was your hand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If, if I was actually on the camera that worked, 
we wouldn't have had all this fun entertainment and the audience thinking they were off their tits in 1996. Well, next week it's going to look tip-top and we will have that dinosaur discussion. Right, okay. If we it's not shall. already been had. And I think I've bought some nice stuff for next week. Let me have a think. Mm. Yeah, I have. I oh, yes, I'll have it for next week. Yes, Ooh. of course I will. I sent Ooh. you the link the other night. You should get one too. You did. It's very expensive, <sighs> but I am tempted. <sighs> I know. Sometimes, sometimes the, oh, will that be there next week? Don't know. Oh. We shall speak off air. We shall. We shall speak mm. off air. Right. right, well, we hope you all enjoyed whatever that was. <laughs> and before uh, Lord Paul's battery runs out, we'd like mm. to wish you a happy uh, week. Uh, enjoy whatever you're doing. And until the next time. Oh, goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>